Alright, so we're back again, a foo and his friend, episode 3, here with Marco Antoine. And my man Jordan Savai. Exactly. I, I wish I had like the UFC audio mics with Bruce uh, Buckner's voice, right? I from the- yeah, from the- <laughs> I don't think I can have that, man, because if you weren't paying attention, I'd fucking swing my credit smack. <laughs> so I don't think that's a good idea. Oh, man. Those are the classic boxing movies. They don't have like the microphone just falling from the sky. Yeah, right. <laughs> it ain't gonna be a good one. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, so we're back again, episode three. That's right. That's right. We need to. Why don't we do a little recap of what we did last episode, episode two? Um, we talked about the name, the origin, right, of the name. Yeah. Showed some silly black and white pictures of old school Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> What else we do? We talked about douchebags in space. Although I know a couple of them are your heroes, so we're gonna be nice about it. Anybody that says I can go to space for fun at any time has got to be a hero, just to be like, you know, what I feel like doing today. What? Well, like, going to space? Like, I mean, what are the chances that any of those guys would ever fucking ask you to go with them? Why do you? Care? Oh, if they ever asked me, I would still say no because it's crazy. I would never do that. Just be like, yeah, you wanna go to space with us? No. That, remi- uh, that reminds me of the post I cut shit for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I would do a tour of the facilities. I'm like, oh wow, this place looks nice. You want to go in there? No. No, stay on the grass. Yeah, this is where it's a little more safer at now. Right, right. And then we uh, we talked about your uh, your Armador Armador show. Armador. Amador. Amador. Amador out in the cruises. We talked a little bit about that and your experience out there, right? Yeah, man. And uh, well, we had a couple guest appearances. Oh, yeah, from the cats, huh? Yeah, yeah. We, t- we talked about not having guests for a while, but I guess... We got invaded WWF style. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Phoebe and, uh, and Yara, the kitchen kidders. Uh, then we also talked about the uh, unfortunate cancellation of, uh, of a show August 7th that I was going to have going on uh, because of a ceiling collapse at the venue. So, so they're working on trying to fix up their spots so that, so that we can possibly do it you know, a little later on in the future. That's cool, man. We also had the Casa Braca show we finally got to do. Yeah, yeah, but that's not a recap. Oh, yeah. I forgot my glasses today, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I mean, you did come in at the right time. I mean, that, that was the end of that recap. I mean, we <laughs> mentioned everything on that list that we wanted to mention. So, yeah, Casa Braca. That, uh, what is that? Socorro? Yeah, it's Socorro, Texas, right? Yeah. So, I love the way you say it. Cause it's so weird because there's like and there's Socorro, New Mexico, which is a little bit more deserted. Mm-hmm. We went there. It's kind of a cool little town for the first time being there. Mm-hmm. Everyone was pretty damn nice. The only problem I had the food truck served smoked meat and tofu. Yeah. Those should not be together. Well, they don't serve them together. You should not have them in the same food truck or building next wow. to each other. That's it's wow. a crazy mixture, man. Well, did you see how funny he looked at me when I asked him if he could mix the... <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. That was funny. I thought that I got a kick out of that. Oh, but mentioning, you said there's a, there's a Socorro, Texas, and a Socorro. There's also an Anthony, Texas, and an Anthony, New Mexico. I and, know, and man. That's, that's so confusing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and they butt up right next to each other. Yeah. So like, yeah. Come to my food truck, asking for a special menu. <laughs> I was wondering if there was a weird moment because when he brought it up, I was just kind of looking at the menu and I'm like, yeah, I don't see the option for customization on yeah, this right. menu right now. There's a, there's like eight items. He's going to change it up. Mm-mm. No, I, I think his issue really, like that, that weird look, I don't think it was like towards me like, look at this douchebag. What's he, you know? I, I don't, I don't think <laughs> he's already eating good. mushroom tacos. What a douchebag. Now he's trying to customize my menu. <laughs> I, I think he looked at me because in his mind, he was thinking about the weird flavor combination, right? And he was like, well, nobody's ever really asked me to do that before. I'm like, all right, whatever. <laughs> so fuck your tofu. I'll just have the mushrooms there, man. <laughs> um, but, uh, but that was good food. I'm going to say that. Uh, I dug those mushroom tacos. You wouldn't. I, I, I offered you several times. You weren't having it. I... I just I just can't trust. What that, was it man. you said to me? You're you're not on the tree hugger diet. Or I'm not on that hippie tree oh, hugging diet. I can't disrespect the people that make tacos in real life, and I won't disrespect <laughs> that culture. In real life, you're adding a little. Bit. <laughs> I don't remember that. 
I mean, there were a lot of people, there were people lined up for a food truck in the rain. So right. that food must have been good. I was surprised there was at least eight to ten people lined up to get that food. So they're doing something right from what I could see. But I was just like, yeah, man, mushroom tacos, pass. Right. And then you I mean, you were being polite. I mean, that's the first time I'm going to say it. You were being polite. <laughs> but you also didn't like the watermelon water I bought you. Because it was confusing, man. It was It was a mixture of boba. And flavored water. So every time I took a drink, I was like, do I chew on this or do I just drink it? So that's why every time I took a sip, I would just stop talking and realize I'm like, hmm, do I eat this or do I just drink it as water? Do I appreciate the color of it? Yes, I love colorful drinks. The only issue I had is there was like leaves inside. And I was like, this is the most hippie shit I've ever drank in my life. Mint, man. You're telling me you've never had a drink with mint in it. No, there is no mint in grape soda. There is no mint in Sprite. I'm just looking at leaves, and I'm like, did they just pick the shit off the tree and put it in my drink? And I'm looking at you like, do you not see this? Like, They're so pissed at us, they just took stuff outside and put it in our drink, and then we're going to... Thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, poison ivy. What a good time. <laughs> right. No, well, let's talk about the show, man. Let's stop harping on yeah. the great food and the wonderful people out in Sogoro, Texas. Oh, they were super nice. Yeah. Um, that show when I when we walked up to it um, looked very official. Seeing two giant doors, right. I was like, "Ooh, this this is crazy." And it, is it a theater? Did they yeah, say it was yeah, a I believe it was like a, like a old school theater. Yeah. Tell the people I did a theater show. If y'all ever hear about this, um. Anyways, look at that building. I was like, man, this is like this building's got some history to it. And even the locals were like, yeah, the windows and this, and you'll find pots and or pots whatever, and the buried in the ground out in the back. I was like, all right, it's gonna be an old building. But you walk inside, everything was like super clean, set up for a show. Nothing looked old to me. I was like, this place looks really, really nice. The stage looked really, really nice. I was like, wow, man. So they, they definitely took time to like prepare for the show and get it ready. The only crap bad part is it rained super yeah. hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, that was kind of the downer moment. But at first, we thought it was just going to be five people, our friends that we dragged to the shows. <laughs> we went outside, came back. There was a bunch of people by the door. I was in shock. I was like, wow, they piled up. All together, yeah, they all kind of got there at the same time, too. Yeah, I was like, Oh wow, people are actually coming to the show right now. So I'm like, Oh, people are actually gonna listen to us. I was like, Damn, from like five people to 20 ish around there. And I'm like, I'll take it, I'll take it as long as someone's gonna sit here and listen to us. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no, it was cool, it was a good time. Uh, they brought they brought some uh some of the drinks over, some of the beers over from uh, Three Missions Brewery right across mm. the street there. It was a sober cans, right? Yeah, yeah. I know you're not a, you're not a drinker. <laughs> yeah. And I don't I don't drink very much at all really, but from time to time I'll have me I'll have me a drink. So I tried their uh, their pomegranate beer. That was some pr- pretty solid stuff. Yeah, some pretty solid stuff. So uh, yeah, they brought that over. They were they were selling that I guess for a couple a couple bucks. I don't know. Yeah. Sure. We we. We got ours for free because we have it like that. Oh, yeah. We put on a show, and it was definitely in my rider list. I'm like, I need drinks for the entourage. People get in here to come in. So they definitely accommodate you on every need. I don't know how if you guys go there, but I know that when we go there, every need was met for our show. That's right. All the amenities, all the accommodate. I mean, we were taken care of. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so how did you feel? <laughs> Stop being douchebags for a second. <laughs> and, uh, uh, how did you feel about your performance? Because I thought you said. Ah, uh, I mean, uh, <laughs> uh, it was funny because before I told you, before I went on stage, I was like, dude, I want to do a comedy show without kids being in the show, man. Ah, Every dude. time, there's always one kid. Right. And, you know, in comedy, you know, you can say whatever you want. You have to stand ten toes. It's your material. But even a party has to be like, mm, okay, well, we're going to go for it. Uh, you're just gonna hear it, you know. I'm not gonna rewrite this stuff. It's already hard enough to get a decent set together. So for me, I'm just like, I'm gonna do this, and just don't look at the kid in the background. And I was hoping I was like, just please be the shortest adult I've ever met in my life. And I'm like, you're the only other person not drinking here. It's a kid. So I was like, all right, let's just ignore that and focus on the front row group. 
they had like VIP seats, okay, in the very front row. So I just like try to look at them. Um, I think my performance, I would give it a seven out of ten, six point five out of ten. I stumbled on a few words, but kept the laughs going. No, no lows. I think the weirdest part was, I think the coolest part, weird and cool, is that when you got a good laugh, uh, they would take a moment to laugh, but the laughs would stay in the building, so you were kind of just like looking up, like, yeah, when do I do the next joke, because the laughs are still up here, so they're like, uh-huh, so that was the first time I've, I've, I've been in a building like that, where it's, where in the comic strip, you know, we've seen James go up, he did a, a great joke. And the whole room just woo, not like echo. And I was like, oh, this is kind of similar. This this is different. So it, it is different timing. But I felt I did good in the ten minute spot I got. Filled my time, did my thing, and uh, I saw the videos going back. And I saw the owner. I knew I you know you're doing a good show when the owner like throws his head back <laughs> to the point that it hurts your neck. And I'm like, all right, I knew something right up here. And Again, the the owner, the manager, who, who those I think those guys are. They were happy, man. Mm-hmm. They were like, how? And they asked you us questions too, like, how did you like the venue? What did you think? You know, could you see us doing more shows here? So they were definitely invested. So I always appreciate that when the producers and the yeah. people put on the show talk to you or hang out. Right. Yeah, that that was that's fairly nice to feel like. Even though I'm like I'm you're barely doing like two shows now, or mm-hmm. those are the first two shows. Seeing the producer and the owner feels good. Like seeing them say. He did well. What do you think of this venue? Like, that feels good. That's yeah. why you're like, all right, I did okay at least. Yeah, they, they seem to really be into it from the conversations I had with those guys. Uh, he, uh, that they were talking about about imagining, you know, because the rain's what screwed everything up. Oh yeah, for sure. And it was it wasn't just like normal rain. It was like flood, stop, flood, stop, light rain, and even the cars passing by whew, was a scary sight. <laughs> I, I didn't even want to stand in the front. I'm like one wrong turn we're getting taken out and then that big ass dog came oh dude that was yeah it was i saw it run by now it was fast so fast i was like oh my god we're gonna get attacked by dogs or get hit by a car something's gonna happen out on the front it, it was very funny when we first got there because we're not on the photo of the poster and we're just like hey we didn't say we're supposed to be on stage we're performers we're just standing in the front drinking these little fruity drinks like Standing in the rain, maybe they'll let us in. Maybe we'll get in there at some point. Scooching, scooching close yeah. to the door. <laughs> <laughs> we were just slowly like hinting, like, yeah, you know, we're going to be up there. Maybe out of this water. Yeah, maybe they'll let us come inside and hang out from the rain. They did not budge, which I appreciate. Don't let nobody in without buying a ticket around here. Yeah. <laughs> Even like when Boon Ponchi, the headliner, shows up, he's like, you guys want to come in from the rain? Yes. Like, yeah. Yes. <laughs> but it was so funny that we're inside. Like we had to sit through the rain to get into this building. Kim just comes in right away. Like, hey, I'm in the show. I'm good. And they're like, yeah, you are good. I was like, what? Oh, <laughs> uh, but it, it was a cool venue. They they were pretty cool to be out there. How do you feel about your set when you did your spot? I uh, I felt good. I thought. I mean, I got decent laughs. I, I started off just going off the cuff with the uh, with the whole reference to from dust till dawn because mm. the spot just had that vibe to it. Oh, when they uh, closed the doors. Yeah, that's when what they saying. closed exactly. the doors. It was very much like. We're being is this yeah? Is this is this a comedy show anymore? Because seeing those doors close slowly, you're like. Got some vampires back there that you're about to yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, yeah, so I just kind of went off the cuff there. It, it, it was received well. I, I heard some pretty good laughs, and then I just kind of flowed into, you know, mm. uh, uh, some of the stuff that I'm just more familiar and comfortable doing. And uh, I got I got five minutes. Uh, you said that if I felt comfortable to ignore Nico, which I do anyway, you know, <laughs> uh, to ignore Nico and go like another two minutes or something. I don't think I did. I think Nico just. Let the Let time you go roll. a little bit. Yeah. I, I think that's what had happened anyway. Uh, but they did, I mean, <clears throat> uh, Nico did a great job hosting. You mm. know, I, I always enjoy watching him up on stage. Uh, you know, Iggy, Iggy put on, you know, a great show. Uh, boy, she was funny as always, you know. Well, for a room of 20 to 25 people, he treated it like a room of like 500. Yeah. He yeah. definitely put all the energy yeah. into it. Mm-hmm. And... That's what we were looking at. Like, there, yeah, he said, he's like, he said, it could be a few, maybe under, under 100 people in there. And you're, he's right. But yeah, we still, everyone went up there and treated like an arena show. Like, everyone put in their energy and like 
put all their efforts into it. And there was never a moment where you were like, eee, or when's the next guy? Mm-hmm. You know, everyone was just on their game, and they all enjoyed it. Everyone enjoyed it. I was very happy about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. some nice, some kind words said afterwards. So I definitely look forward to going out there. No, I mean, even even since we were the, you know, we, we were a couple of the first ones up there this mm. time. Next time around, we'll have different faces, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, and I, I just love to go out there and support and check out another show. Uh, I, what I would be interested in, because uh, there was a conversation that was going on that night as well, is uh, I think I, if I'm if I remember correctly, Bonchi had said it. He's like uh, he said something like, uh, "Imagine hearing those same laughs that we heard tonight, but with the whole auditorium, with the whole theater mm. being filled, you know, front to back." Yeah, and that that sound would just be like send shivers down your spine. Oh yeah, for sure. But them being in the front helped a lot. But like yeah. I said, those laughs just stayed. Like even Nico, he, Nico said they stayed up in the air, mm-hmm. and it, it sounded a lot louder. So if you get them with a good joke, they're just like, "Wow, man!" Mm-hmm. And an open mic, I get, "Huh, here it's going crazy for a little bit." These one liners, I'm like, "Okay, guys, this is this is good. Yeah, it feels good around here." Yeah, but everyone, even, like I, I kind of thought that you brought like the movie. I was like, "Imagine we just walked out the doors and like, because there's the brewery and there's the art mm-hmm. part of it." Imagine we walked outside and that was just all gone, yeah. just dust. <laughs> stuff yeah. Know. No, man, that little town was cool, man. They, everyone there was cool. They were like, is it, there's a comedy show? And as soon as someone said comedy show, they all came to the door. Yeah, yeah they all knew about it. I was like, oh. So they're, I was like, there's a little tight-knit community. That's right. nice out there. Yeah, those guys that we talked to outside the, uh, what was it, Casa Ortiz across the street. Yeah. Because, I mean, you had us there an hour and a half before the show started. An hour and a half late in my books, but... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we sat there and talked to a couple of, there was some artists there. That was that artwork you showed me that I thought was... Yeah, the Psychedelic Cat. Yeah. Uh, do you remember Do you remember the artist's name by any chance? Okay, it's not a racial joke or an ethnicity joke, but it was something taco. No, it was Kako. Okay. I, I think, that, yeah, it was Kit. <laughs> <laughs> I heard Taco when he was yeah. trying to tell us the name, and I was like, huh? Yeah, it was Kako. K-A-K-O. I saw the, the, the signature on the bottom. Uh... I, I don't remember the young woman's uh, first name, but that piece was sick, man. Yeah, it was pretty crazy seeing that. The only weird one that I got, I got freaked out about was the cow with three eyes, and I was like, I don't play those games. I don't want to be walking around here seeing this type of shit. Mm-hmm. Did the fish with three eyes on The Simpsons freak you out, too? You know what? I can understand the outrage about that one, because seeing something like that, I'm like, yeah, that would freak me out. Mm-hmm. But seeing a cow's third eye open, <laughs> cut me off, boss. That's too much for me. That's too much, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, looking forward to doing another show or going out and checking one out at Casa uh, Podaca and those guys up there. Very, very, uh, made you feel very welcome. Man, so. Oh, yeah, for sure. I, think, uh, I definitely thank those guys for their hospitality. You want to move it, move it along? Yeah, we've got to the show. <laughs> so, man, I've been watching the news. No. <laughs> the only dude I know that watches the news. Uh, but I, you know, I, I look at Twitter on the news and things like that. You know, comes up. Uh, the recent news I saw coming up here was that Simona Biles has withdrawn from the Olympics, and you know, normally I don't really care about the Olympics mm-hmm. until the juicy stories start coming out. We well, spoke before about Ryan Lochte and you know stuff stuff going there, mm-hmm. but with her, she's pulling out of the Olympics. Because crazy Olympics are still going on, she's pulling out because she said that it doesn't feel right. Mm-hmm. She doesn't want to be there right now. And you said that she already competed, right, for her stuff, or was uh, she pulling out of the team? She's she's pulling out of the team competitions, but she still has. I believe uh, Thursday it'll be it'll pass by the time this comes out. But yeah, I believe Thursday uh, is her is her individual events that she's still supposed to be. As far as I know, she's still supposed to be. Competing. So that, that, you know, I'm guessing would lead a lot of people to believe that she didn't pull out because of an injury, right? Mm. I mean, that's what they were suggesting, that there was injury. I mean, we just watched an interview where she says, oh, Simone's doing great. Simone's doing this. And at the end of the little interview, I haven't spoken to Simone, which I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about then? Stop. And I, I guess you're trying to fill the new slot, but... Stop. I feel like no one's talked to her or really done anything because I I saw on Twitter from Ian Herbert where 
was a weird press conference where she said that she was pulling out due to her mental health. And we heard that similar from Naomi Osaka, Osaka who right. pretty much broke headlines when she beat Serena Williams. Mm-hmm. And, you know, everyone's looking at her right now as the new thing of tennis because Serena and Venus ran it for so long right. as, a, as a sisters. Uh, but she pulled out because she essentially said she goes to a press conference. She's preparing to play. And she said a lot of the reporters, they want to ask you questions about what's wrong with your game, your weak spots, what you can work on. And she felt, why do I come here to be brought down? Why do I come here for you guys to like mentally bring my game down and just attack me of what I could be doing better when I'm the one playing? So she said she didn't want to go to the press conference. And whoever runs tennis was like, what the fuck are you doing? You can't do that. You have to be here. You have to be here showing this event that you're going to play. And they threatened to take her off uh, the match. And it's very similar, uh, I don't know if you know, Marshawn Lynch, where he just said, I don't want to talk to the press Mm -hmm. at all. And said, you know, I'm only here so I don't get fined. And he was actually doing that for almost a year before they realized he wasn't talking to the press anymore. Mm -hmm. So it, it is very weird if you're a performer or anything where the people come up to you and say, you're doing great, but here's what I think you're fucking up on. Mm-hmm. And I can't imagine, cause you're, you're competing to be in history, and they're just coming up. So, yeah, that's weak. Mm-hmm. You're not doing that good. You could be doing better. Do you think you're better than Serena? Just always pitting your, they're mm-hmm. pitting you against other people mm-hmm. when she's literally said, I just want to play. Right. I don't want to do all that. I think, I think for me, for me, with, 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 with all that, the biggest thing is, is the timing, right? Like, I mean, I, I can understand with them playing these sports, all these athletes doing what they're doing at, at, the, at the highest level that they can be doing it at. You know, I, I can understand there being people involved that want their faces out there, that want their voices to be, you know, they want them to be answering all these questions and stuff. I totally get that, mm. right? But for you to expect it, out of an athlete just you know a day or two before they're getting ready to compete and stuff like that I think that is is not cool mm. right? because I remember being an athlete and I'm in no way saying that I was anywhere close to what these people do right but I remember being an athlete I remember preparation and I remember for like a day or two before a, a big game that I was gonna play not wanting to be not wanting to be bothered with anything else right. except for my complete focus on what I'm supposed to be doing that day during the game. I understand all that, right? Mm-hmm. So so to ask these athletes to sit down and talk to a bunch of these, you know, pricks that are asking a lot of times jacked up questions. Yeah. You know, uh, is, is asking a little much out of them before before they've performed mm. the at the highest level that they're probably ever gonna perform in their life. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Ask them all those bullshit questions and all that. Do you think you're better than this? What you know? All that. Ask them all that crap afterwards. Right. You know, but but yeah, don't because all because I, I get it. It gets in your head. You know why? Why, why do you want to put yourself into that shit? You know. I think the Olympics are at a weird time where I've never really cared about. Like I said, the only thing that comes out of the Olympics is like the crazy like weird stories. Because mm-hmm. you remember like the doctor Larry Nasser? Yeah. That was only a couple years ago, man. And with the Olympics, it's really, they're trying to push the money. They're trying to, you know, push the promotions, the ads. Mm -hmm. That's a dark cloud that was just there a couple years ago. Mm -hmm. And there's still stuff coming out from college doctors, you know, college athletes that haven't really spoken up and still coming out. Mm -hmm. That's a weird time to be like, so you think you're better than Serena Williams? Uh, Why is no one talking about the doctor doing this stuff? And like, how do we get better at this? That, like, you see, like, the NFL talk about, we're donating money to all these, like, uh, causes. And they'll just put a big number. $10 million to this. Mm-hmm. No follow-up. It happens all the time. Yeah. And it's weird because, you know, they say they're tired of being questioned about their abilities before a competition. But it is weird when you see celebrities, whether from, you know, comics like Kevin Hart, big stars like LeBron James, where they push them into that role of, you're our leader. Mm-hmm. You have to speak for us. You have to speak normally. It's like you have to speak for the people of what we do. And I remember LeBron said that, you know, 
they told him to shut up and dribble, right? Mm-hmm. Fox News. Mm-hmm. He's like, I won't do that. He released a documentary. He's all about fighting for people of color and, you know, all that jazz. The moment the China issue came up from the Rockets general manager where he said, you know, help free China, don't like the protest. This dude shut up, mm-hmm. never said anything. When they asked him about it, he said, well, I just don't think athletes should be asked about things we don't know about and da-da-da-da-da. And it's like, really, dude? Because it's all your shoes and money is being made over there. Mm-hmm. They they have to make their money on the movies over there, the NBA games. I mean, John Cena got in trouble mm-hmm. because he said Taiwan is not a country just so that they could put the Fast and Furious movie in China. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they made him apologize online saying, I'm sorry, Taiwan is not a country, just so that the Chinese market could have that movie available. Wow. It's powerful stuff, man. Mm-hmm. It's very crazy. I mean, I, I've never even heard anything about that. I, I barely know who John Cena is. Yeah, you never see him. <laughs> Got him! <laughs> Got him! <laughs> but, yeah, it's, it's very weird that he would do it, but he really apologized, and he speaks Mandarin mm-hmm. somehow. And he's apologizing, saying, I'm sorry, I recognize Taiwan is not a country. And I was like, that China money must be so good, dude. I'm trying to sell out at any point. (laughs) But I'm like, wow, that's real good money to be doing everything with that. Uh, I don't know, man. The Olympics are weird. More stuff comes out that you're just like, oh, so it's not just the best of the athletes competing. Mm -hmm. A lot of other stuff going on. I was telling you the other day, I don't don't know if you even thought I was joking about it or anything like that, but... uh, I mean, I was making jokes about it, <laughs> but I wasn't joking about the about. The, it's very well known within the community that when these athletes all go to whatever Olympics it is, and you got those Olympic villages that they're like mm. they're like messing around with each other like crazy, just getting all freaky deaky and stuff, you know. And and that's why I brought it up a, a couple of days ago because right now, especially with with the pandemic and stuff that's yeah. going on, that's just like a recipe for disaster, just, you know. But yeah, you've had all kinds of weird stuff happening there. Speaking of the pandemic. Uh, a lot of whispers going on in the streets in the cities uh, possible another lockdown and you've brought it up I tried to ignore those hippie theories and but once I started seeing the streets talk about it I'm like oh they're really considering this that this might be a possibility and it's weird that now that everything's open again even like of all states New Mexico is one of the ones that stuck it out the longest and you know pissed the people off with it um they just got reopened, and now they're talk- They're talking about doing an- another shutdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the CDC wants to do another shutdown, um, as I'm looking at it here, uh, but these states have been hurt, hurt so hard through their economics, I don't think they'll do it. Yeah. It's, I don't uh, see it happening. I mean, it's just, it's just, I mean, it's just cut through it all, man. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a smart thing to do in mm. terms of, in terms of saving lives uh that that we're gonna lose to this pandemic if if uh, if we don't do something right mm. but but yeah i mean it's gonna it's, it's is it a is it gonna be a, a you know a bit of a hit yeah for sure you know but that doesn't mean it shouldn't be done is this similar to y2k no no i don't think i mean no what why y2k was a was a was a panic over nothing this is this is this is serious. I mean, how how would you how would you compare it to Y two K? I was three years old. <laughs> I was only three, and I saw the Family Guy episode about it, and I was like, "Oh, that is kind of nerve wracking." Like, weren't they saying like the planes were gonna crash, well, like yeah, all the computers were gonna see, shut down? That's yeah. That was just it. That, that that was a fear that once once the the clock struck, you know, whatever the fuck ever, that we were gonna lose all our ability to to control these. Did people go as crazy as they did when like COVID started, like buying all the stuff up in the stores there was and all a, that? There was a pretty big panic. Yeah, there was, yeah. A, there was a very large uh, part of our population that, that, mm. that yeah, that did some. You heard some crazy shit. You know, uh, it's it's that's that's one that I could see similar to in my time when that when that could relate it to, because when COVID happened, you know, we were all talking about like, oh, it's not a big deal. It shouldn't be that big thing we don't know how it's really gonna be and for the next year we were all separated almost so we're just like shit can that happen again and i think the weirdest part is that everyone's talking about 
everyone's where they're talking about is rough financially for a lot of people in bigger cities especially um i think employees realize that employers don't really give a fuck about you they don't give a fuck like they're literally just like take it or leave it at this point and you'll see the commercials that'll say we care about our employees thanks for putting up with us at this time everyone's in the same boat together in reality excuse me i was at home and they're just like yeah do this job or quit what are you gonna do and they would literally say you're at home anyway you might as well work so they would treat they would treat their employees like shit, and coming from Cruces, which is a small college town where everyone like the economy's gone down and the cost of living has gone up crazy, uh, you would see these restaurants doing deals now where if you get hired, we'll give you a hundred bucks if you just come to the interview and get hired. I've seen restaurants now at Belgium Waffles, if you get hired there, they're giving a thousand dollars to be hired. Wow. Who the fuck is giving a thousand dollars to be hired? And you see McDonald's now talking about they'll buy people phones or other stuff. It's it's just crazy where part of you is like, man, I, you know, you should don't take advantage of the unemployment stuff. At this point, you should if there is no jobs out here. Where a lot of the jobs where I come from are sales, which we were selling direct TV. Who the fuck is buying satellite TV anymore when you could buy streaming? Right. So it's just a backwards like way of life right now where it just does not make sense. And I feel like here, if we shut down again, being in Texas, I don't know how that's gonna go. Well, the thing is, is that, is that the, 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 the government calling for another shutdown and, and the response that people are gonna have are two totally different things. Mm-hmm. You know, I, said, I said that we're moving towards that, like the government saying, yeah, you know, we're, we're gonna need to shut this shit down. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that people are gonna listen. Right. You know, and, and yeah, you I, I think what you're what you're kinda of talking about with Texas, yeah, people aren't gonna go for it, you know, and, mm. and and it's gonna be it's gonna be a fight. But we have you know, we have two choices, two main choices right now, right? I mean, we either do something that's gonna help this situation get better mm. or or we just come to grips with the fact that we're gonna lose a lot more people than we already have. You know, that's really those are really the only two things that, that I can you know that I can think of you know for the for the for the better of everybody mm. uh, there needs to be another shutdown mm. you know uh, people 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 need to be people need to be smarter about about you know the way they handle things and the, and, and the way that they you know they interact with others and stuff you know what I mean really truly and I don't want to get too down I'm gonna, this is the last time I'm going to mention but right now when you're talking about the people that are losing their lives to all of this going on mm. it's the people not getting vaccinated mm. you know, I mean those are the, the, the people that have been vaccinated and still get the coronavirus yeah they're pulling through it very very few of them are going into the hospital I don't think any of them that, that didn't already have con- underlying conditions uh, got onto a ventilator you know, I don't think so. So, so it's clear. You know, if you look at the patterns, if you look at it, you know, it's it's all the people that are, that unfortunately, for whatever reason it is, feel like it's a better idea not to get vaccinated than to than to be vaccinated against this. Those are the people that are losing their lives. I, I mean, personally, I ain't vaccinated. Mm-hmm. I feel um, I want everyone else to get vaccinated first before I take a shot from someone. If you catch my drift, <laughs> it, it is very weird. We're uh, not being vaccinated because I, I felt I had the symptoms before and I got through it, um, thankfully. But it is weird going to these open mics because if you do well on stage, you get random people coming up to you wanting to hug you, high five you. And like, it's just kind of weird. We're like, we just got through COVID. But your instinct is just to be like, what's up, buddy? And you're like, oh, I hate this shit. I hate it so much. Because party just want to be rude, you know, or like, oh, okay, don't touch me, don't do that, don't do that. Um, but it is, it is weird. I noticed that being back, or like, like since some random dudes come like grab my shoulder or like try to give me a handshake, and I'm like, who are you, stranger? What are you doing right now? It's not to be a dick, but I'm just like, COVID, man. Oh, my natural instinct is to react to your handshake. So yeah, it's such a weird moment where you're like, uh, what do I do? What do I, what do I say right now? And if you're just like, ah, you know, COVID, they're like, that shit's gone. Don't exist around here. 
And it's weird because like New York was the worst, one of the worst states, right? Yeah. Every time someone put a video of New York and how they were doing, everyone was outside partying, living it up, doing their thing. And I'm like, hmm, okay. Yeah, we saw it with everything. I mean, I mean, look at look, look at how New Orleans handled the whole thing. I mean, people still wanted to go. Luckily, they shut they they shut the whole uh, um, what was it uh, Mardi Gras thing down, right? Yeah. But, uh, but that that would have been insane. Insane. Dude, there was people from cruises that I know that uh, came to the show. Thank you, though. Um, they uh, they went from cruises. And they drove down to I think Austin or Dallas, mm-hmm. and they were in the club, and people were wearing masks. Some of them, but they were like this in a packed club, face to face. I'm like, holy shit! You drove hours just to be in a club, just so you couldn't even like turn around without bumping into someone. I'm like Jesus, man. Like, I'm a big introvert, but even if I was that outgoing, I would not even sign up for that. I was like, who is driving hours to stand in a packed club? Like, I was like, oh man. So yeah, there's people that just they have to be out there, man. They have they have that they have that drive to be doing that. It's a pass on me, dude. <laughs> it's like I don't see anything in it. But if we go to another lockdown, it'd be interesting to be how it is on the Texas side compared to the New Mexico side. Mexico, there was a shutdown. I didn't get no fucking central pay and all that support, so wonder if I'll get on the Texas side. Fingers crossed to the system. <laughs> I don't know. It'll be. It'll definitely be interesting to, to see how how people respond to this. But I don't know. Yeah, man. I know. I like to stay away from people anyway, so it's not going to affect me much differently than it already. Oh yeah, for sure. The whole the whole biggest change like people were like, "Oh, we want to open the bars again." I'm like, "Eh, open the clubs again." Eh. Okay, the spinsters are still open. We can survive. It's not a big deal. Like, as long as they stay open, they like, get to wait in a line a little bit longer. It's fine. No big deal. That's fine. Yeah. I mean, if they if they if I if I if I go into a situation where I know there's going to be a lot of people around getting close to each other and stuff like that I'll definitely take you know I have my mask usually to throw it on if I need mm. to you know uh, but no I mean it's probably going to for me at least it's going to go back to you know how it was you know about a year ago where mm. I, I just make it a point to you know try to just stay safe you know and, and, and not put myself in those situations so. yeah I can see that alright man uh See, let's talk about what you had going on here. Um, the my other interview. Yeah, 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 man. You know, I'm, I'm out here doing shows now. People are wanting to talk to me now. People are coming out of nowhere asking me for money now. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, you get the first question right away is you get money. I'm like, yeah, gas money, motherfucker. This ain't paying bills yet. Um, pay for my watch. Yeah. <laughs> um, this ain't no beach bar. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have a show there anymore, so I'm gonna. Yeah, who cares? It's all good. They ain't bringing us back out there anyway. Right. They couldn't handle the truth. Um, no man. So did a couple shows, and you know we do open mics. Uh, I'm I'm out here almost five six nights a week doing this. So I go at Scenics right, and uh, these guys. Chris and Misa have their podcast. Um, they took our name, but it's okay. We're still doing our thing. And Misa was like, hey, man, let's get you on. And I was like, cool, cool. Talk to my manager. We'll, we'll put that together. So I did the two shows, and I'm out there on the west side. And I'm like, hey, it's time. Pull up. And I'm not going to lie. When I showed up, uh, they live in a very nice neighborhood. And in very nice neighborhoods, I don't know why they don't feel the need to put streetlights. Mm. So it's just dark everywhere. And um, walking through these houses, I'm shining my light at these house numbers. I'm like, okay, it's that one. It's that one. And this dude just kind of calls out to me, hey, man. And I look at him. And I'm like, what's up? And he's like, hey. He keeps saying hey to me. And I'm like, the only response, I don't know why this is my natural response but with no hesitation, I just told him, are you the guy that I'm looking for? Ah! Who says that to anybody? Just 
very unnatural for me. I don't know. Instincts came out where I'm like, ah. Uh. Now you you had already parked. You were out of the. Car. Oh, yeah, I was out of the car. Yeah. I'm just walking around this nice neighborhood, shining a flashlight, looking. I'm like, casing the place, and I respond with, "Are you the guy that I'm looking for?" And he's like, "It's me." And I'm like, "That's not the answer I needed. I need to know names. Who are we?" And all I hear is, "Jordan, get in the house." I'm like, "All right, that's all it took." That's my signal to get in there. So that was Misa, or was that Chris? It was Chris. It was Chris. Like, yeah, it's a Chris's place. Um, had a good time. Uh, they were uh, they had their own little customized table, a little stand showing their name. Uh, tons of posters. They we have cats. They have posters. We're yeah, winning. We got we got a customized table too. Look at all the cat scratch marks on this. Table. <laughs> this is the war drawing board, man. Uh, but no, I, I had I had a good time. It was a. Like, uh, was there for like two hours or so, uh, fast paced, trying to be funny, uh, on the spot, funny too, and using no material. So that's where you're, you're kind of walking into a new area, a new environment. You're like, how are we going to do this? What are we going to do? Um, but being there, um, I noticed in the video, I was kind of just staring in one direction and the whole time I was staring at the soundboard. So I was like, damn, that's so cool. <laughs> and I just kept looking at the soundboard. Uh, so I didn't want to look directly at the camera. And I'm like, yeah, the soundboard's pretty chill, man. I like that. Man? A soundboard would be cool. I do like soundboard. I want a soundboard for everyday use. We'll, like, get, you, we'll get you a soundboard. Yeah, excellent. That's, that's the one thing that they had and I wanted. I was like, I want that soundboard so bad. We'll still use <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, they were, uh, they were very cool. They were very uh, supportive. Um, uh, the, the producer Blue met him for the first time. I guess he's normally the beer guy. Mm -hmm. He stepped in the producer chair and uh, he had such a good time. He was just listening to the conversation. <laughs> yeah, I saw him about forgetting the pop stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. Yeah, I, well, I listened to the whole thing, man. It was it was super entertaining. I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, this is this is a part of the podcast where our thing's gonna get a little awkward though. Ah, uh, why? Because I gotta bring up a little, you know, a little situation that happened <laughs> over there, man. You brought up our podcast, and and you said we weren't friends. So no, no, I, I'm not asking for a response right now. Give me a second. Let me get this out. We're gonna, all right. So I'm talking to the people that are going to be listening to this, right? Uh, I'm going to hold open auditions for a new <laughs> But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh, he's got to be young, and he's got to be Asian because I don't want to change the name. <laughs> Go ahead. No, oh, what a casting call, dude! That's a, that's a Craigslist casting call for sure. That's that's Albuquerque's Craigslist casting nah. call. I've seen those; they're very creepy. <laughs> they'll, they'll tell you modeling and then description. You're gonna be doing porn. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, man! But they, they were very supportive. They took time to plug our show a few times. Uh, it was so funny because he just kind of left it out. He's like, "Yeah, you know, that's your friend," and he just left it in the air, and I was like. Let me just twist the knife here a little bit. <laughs> I wouldn't say friend. <laughs> yeah, but no, they were, they were very supportive. They were very cool about it. Uh, uh, everyone in there was, had good energy, good vibes. And I was like, this is kind of the real first interview. It's very weird in the first month of like doing shows in that interview where you always joke around like, I got to check my schedule. I'm busy. I don't know what day I'll be available. But for that what this last month, I was in that position where I was like, ah. I have this show. I was having dreams that I like messed up on a day no, or missed really, my really time. Really. Yeah, and I was like, why do I have to go to Arizona during this show? Like, I was, I don't know if I'm just manifesting something like white people do, but I was definitely like, oh, did I tell you the wrong date? Do I have the right time? Did you say how white people? Yeah, they always because people always tell you you want to manifest things, and in my mind, I'm like, you don't want to work toward that, huh? You're just gonna sit down and like. If it happens, it happens. Yeah. I always hear that shit from hippie people. Oh, you got to manifest it, Jordan. Manifest your dreams. And I'm like, oh. So you want to stay on the couch and smoke weed all day? We'll manifest it together? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, all right, buddy. Gotcha. But yeah, I was having, I was having a couple of dreams about that. Where I'm at. I double booked myself. I put myself in the wrong area. Why am I driving to Arizona right now? I, I don't know. But yeah, for the first time, I, I was just saying, you say yes to all these shows. Yeah. And you realize... Where am I gonna be at during this day? How when am I gonna get out there? So yeah, for the first time I can say, yeah, I needed my pager. I was kind of kind of scheduling wise. I didn't know where I was going with it. So, and and this and this the days change every day. Shows or venues could change at any moment. So it was it was it was a very different month. I was like, wow. For the first time when I say, I need to check my schedule, make sure I got my stuff in order. It was true. I wasn't just talking shit. 
<laughs> yeah, man, I had a good time. They promoted us a lot. I I enjoyed my time over there. I enjoyed I enjoyed listening, and uh, if uh, if they ever ask me to be on that podcast, <laughs> uh, I'm still uncertain what my answer would be. <laughs> no, it looks like a lot of fun, man. There, and you know, I hung out with both uh, Chris and Misa. Mm. Uh, Misa at uh, at Scenics, and then I hung out with Chris and his wife at uh, I think you guys Austin Tunia. No, no. Well, no, I saw no. Chris wasn't there that night. Uh, 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 his wife was the one that I I was cleaning off a table, and I walked right past her, and I was just like, "Hey, I know you," and she's like, "You're a comedian." I'm like, oh. like made me yeah uh, made my day. Oh yeah, when they're right away when they're like, "Yeah, Jordan, the comedian." I was like, "Oh, they call me a comedian." <laughs> I'm doing something right. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, you know, uh, um, I met him at the at the 420 little party thing that uh, Nico threw. We had he had that uh, that uh, cannabis advocate out of New Mexico. Mm-hmm. Did you, you you went there? Did that no. you? you went at that one? No, I didn't get the invite. Uh, wow. Didn't even know about it. They were like, "Yeah, we met everybody at the 420 party." I was like, "420 party? Mm-hmm. Okay." All right, these assholes. <laughs> now they was in, I was in cruises at the time. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna say that. I think you were still in cruises, but uh, yeah, it wasn't my, it wasn't my party to invite anybody up. But if it was my party. You would have done it, inviting me. Awesome. Yeah, I would have asked you to bring some of that New Mexico weed. <laughs> uh, yeah. what, what are we on on time? Right uh, about forty-six minutes. Forty-seven. Forty-six. We're coming up to that. We're coming up to that. Anything else you want to say about the about your experience with Chris and Misa? Uh, man, had a good time. Hope we can do more stuff with them in the future. They're definitely, uh, you know, consistent. They, the way they talk about it. Even, you know, they've been anything from the timing. Uh, when I showed up, they were ready. That's my biggest thing with anything. Just tell me a time and date where to be, and I show up. I always try to show I show up crazy ex-girlfriend early. You do, man. I always try to show up early. I, I show up places early, man. So for you to, like, for me to say you show up early is mm. insane because, like, I'm usually that type of, you know, if, I, if I'm there, you know, 15 minutes early, I'm still kind of late. You know yeah. What I'm saying? But you are straight up like, I got to be there like an hour, maybe 40 minutes or to an hour. So, yeah, at least 40, 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we leave an hour early to Crown and Eagle just because I'm like, it takes a while to drive out here. Don't know how traffic is. But I'm also just, let me just hit out the bar, see what's going on in here. Are people inside right now? So. Yeah, I always try to show up super early. And then I, I even though I know these open mics only start a little late, mm-hmm. I still show up super every fucking time, early. Yeah. <laughs> every time. Yeah, so we can, uh, I guess, we can mention uh, the regular open mics real quick, man. We're coming towards the end of the show, so let's... Um... Yeah, man, uh, going forward, we still have, you know, Wednesdays at Foul Mouse and Raves. There's a $300 competition now. The next, uh, the next few shows, right? Uh, the next three weeks, yes, the rest of the month. Per, you know, bringing with Jerry Carnes and Skull King Productions are out there doing their thing with that show. Which I heard the last week, everybody got packed in there. They had to, do, they had to cut off the sign-up sheet, so get there fast. Uh, we have Thursdays. Um, still supposed to be Pershing in Beach bars, no more. Oh no, <laughs> the place that denied me a water. So that's how I'll remember it forever. Uh, still got scenics going on Saturday. Friday nights. Friday nights, yeah. Uh, Saturdays, everyone's that's a relaxed day. Sundays at the living room. Crowning Eagle Mondays and every other two weeks. Yeah. Mona's tonight. Tonight, I mean, people won't see this for another few days, right? It'll mm. already be, but we we will have killed it. Yeah. Oh yeah, for we sure. Will, we will have killed that show. If you don't see an episode next week, is why you know why. <laughs> we could just edit this out. That's not like no. Yeah. <laughs> no man. I, yeah, so I don't think uh, we're gonna have to look into next week. We'll we'll be plugging some more of the the showcases that'll be coming out. I'm sure I'm sure by next recording there'll be a few you know a few of the bigger showcases. Yeah, don't like to announce things before they come out. You never know how this things how these things go. Yeah, you always want to at least at least wait until there's a flyer out. Yeah, definitely a flyer at least. That's how I really, that's that's the only question I ever asked for these shows: time and date. And usually the response is, I'll get back to you. And it's like a week or two before the actual show. Yeah, we got the flyer now. Great. All right. It's set in stone. Yeah. That's all I need, just time and date and where it's at. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, well, we, can, we can kind of shoot the shit for a little bit or throw out some stuff off the, off the top of the cuff. But uh, before we do finish with the recording, I do want to mention really quickly that uh, one of the things that Jordan and I talked about for our podcast is uh, we wanted to set up a, an email account. So mm. that, uh, subscribers and stalkers and what else are we calling them? 
followers. Oh yeah, we 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 don't have like a name for the fans. Yeah. The Foo Fighters. I kind of feel like that's. Kind of <laughs> nah, that's pretty good. I mean, I don't know who the Foo Fighters really are. So. <laughs> Is that the guy with? Dave Grohl? That's exactly Dude, ever since I've been back out here, everyone just talks shit about Dave Grohl. I don't know why, but they talk shit about him. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we'll come up with a name for... for uh... He was in the band Nirvana, right? No, this is real questions, dude. Real questions. Like, okay, so one time, uh, this, this girl I was seeing, she showed me like a Vine or a video of this girl wearing like a Nirvana shirt from like Hot Topic. You know, just a band t-shirt. And I guess they were playing a Nirvana song. And the girl was showing me, and she was like, Haha, look how stupid she looks, right? And the whole time I'm watching it, I'm like, why, why is she so stupid? Why is she dumb? Like, why, are we, why are they making fun of her? She's like, yeah, she's so dumb, right? She doesn't know that's Nirvana, and she's wearing their shirt. And I'm like, oh, I do the same exact shit in some things. <laughs> I'm just like, no one's. I just wear shirts where I kind of know it, so I can get by. But I was looking at it, I was like, ah. Oh yeah, she's dumb. Who would ever do that? I was like, I fucking do that. <laughs> I kind of did that. I moved out to California. I hit up one of those uh, secondhand stores, and I found this really cool shirt that had like all these naked bodies that formed a skull, just like a like a like a skull, right? We and get it. You people. ride a motorcycle. No, no, it wasn't even. Like that. <laughs> and it said it says the love makers, right? I um, didn't know, but it, but somebody came up to me when I was wearing it out one time, and they were like, Hey, man. I love their music. I'm just like, I'm like who? <laughs> he looks at my shirt. He's like, the Love Makers, man. I'm like, oh, that's a band. It's, I just thought it was a cool shirt. <laughs> I checked out their music. They actually have some pretty, some pretty fucking good music. But I had no clue. I just love that shit. Oh, man. Um, anyway, excuse me. Uh, so yeah, we so we set up a, an email account, right? Mm. So that. Uh, people that follow, subscribe, or whatever, if they've got questions they want to ask us, if they've mm. got uh, just a funny story they want to share, if they want to beg us to be, you know, the first guest on here, <laughs> trust me, it probably won't be you. Um, that's fucked up. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, any of that sort of thing, you, know, you can use this email to, to get in contact mm. with us and... Uh, we got to set it up so that we have notifications so that when somebody sends it, we, we read it, you know, pretty right, quickly, right, right, you know, right. within the day or so, right? Yeah. So that we can respond to them and then we can get it ready to throw on the podcast mm. or whatever. But so I mentioned it and my boy made it happen. Jordan Savai, give it up for, you know, give it up to him. This is where the soundboard we placed? <laughs> okay. I wanted That's a round of applause, but all right. <laughs> So it is a foo and his friend at gmail.com. Yep. All right. So it's just like the title of the show, a foo, a f u and a n d, his friend. You get it. All lowercase. All lowercase. Man, at gmail.com. I really wonder what'll be sent in. Wait, is it a dot com? Hold on. No, it's at. What'd you say? It's at gmail. Yeah, gmail.com. Oh, it is. There's yeah. Com? Okay. Whatever. Emails. <laughs> I was gonna say gmail.net. Um, no, we're we're one thing we want to end up. We were talking about last night about uh, the Impossible Burger. Yeah. So you're a vegetarian. Do you claim? Are you vegan? Vegetarian? Um, I well, no. I'm technically I'm I'm pescatarian, right? Because I don't I I will eat seafood, mm. but I don't touch any other. I don't I don't eat uh, I don't eat beef. I don't eat uh, pork. I don't eat poultry. Uh, I just uh, I will have seafood from time to time, mm. and then most everything else is just fruits and vegetables. Mm. So it's a it's I consider it a ninety to ninety five percent plant based diet mm. or or pescatarian because that's the only the only thing with a face that had a face at one time. So I know you can't hear it or see it, but all the people are like, "Not one of us, not one of us." Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> So when you go to restaurants, are, yeah. if they're making stuff with meat there, yeah. do you like ask them like, hey, do you make this separately or can you separate it? Because I've always wondered that where meat is touching this, wouldn't it still count or does it like go against well, these I mean, laws? I know, I know most places will tell you they've got a separate little spot where they where they prepare mm. the other stuff. You know. It's, 
a couple of those places I might believe them others I'm just like yeah bullshit you're actually comparing that on top of a fucking steak oh yeah for sure but uh, uh but nah I don't I don't I mean we'll we'll ask to keep the dairy stuff out of our stuff out of our foods you know and we, mm. make, we make sure that it doesn't it's not prepared with any any meat uh, we tried some places are really good uh, like that restaurant I took you to Ellen J's mm. where you know they even mentioned to us hey you know the salsas are made with a, with a beef stock or a pork st- uh, 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 poultry stock mm. uh, but we try to stay away from anything any any product that was made by an animal or made with an animal I guess I mean, that makes Jesus sense. dude if you walked into my restaurant bringing in that jazz just the question is there any vegan options here well hate to lose a friend uh the only option we got for you is that special option the exit door mm-hmm. might want to check that out here in a moment that's, that's cool but you know you know the thing about it is that if if, if in the future we're still friends and <laughs> we're still friends and you had and you had a restaurant mm. chances are i wouldn't try. <laughs> <laughs> is there a vegan community out here a pescatarian community out here plant-based eaters and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, there's there's restaurants all over the place, man. I mean, there, there's... Cool I wouldn't call them restaurants, but all right. I'd call them cafes or <laughs> inns or something. Yeah, you know, these, these places got really good food. Really good food. We're going to do a whole... a whole. Now that now you just opened a can of worms. <laughs> We're going to do a whole podcast <laughs> of nothing but talking about vegan restaurants. And, you know, how Ooh. much... <laughs> oh. I would have pissed off so many people... <laughs> Oh, yeah. my lady just cut shit from people uh, uh some some old friends of hers uh, she, she posted she posted a really funny meme uh about uh about how uh how like impossible meats and and like plant-based foods are like dildos and it upset a couple people that she knows which was just hilarious to me and it's even more hilarious to me because i see these people like at least twice a week uh, because because they frequent where where I work. Right. Yeah. So it's just great to see them get all upset. I like how you and your lady start wars on Facebook. Yeah, it's fun. It's really fun. I, I mean, I don't think I, I don't look at it as us starting wars. <laughs> I mean, I look at it as you know, just using social media and, and people have really really thin skin. That's the way I look at it. Wait, tell, tell me how that's. Uh, <laughs> tell me how you look at it, Jordan. Like I'm starting a war. I I normally block all the vegan communities. Anybody that anybody that brings up not eating regular food, yeah. I'm like, uh, turn off notifications. Yeah, yeah. Does it, <laughs> so so does it make you uncomfortable? No, I think for the weird well, the weird part about it is like just that one part where okay that could be the type of food you eat. Mm-hmm. But like you said, I know how restaurants are where there's very few that'll take the time to say yes, I will prep that separately. Right, I right. will do that. Right. So part of me is just like when I go into a restaurant because I used to work in one for you know quite a few years. Of are they really doing that? Like, are you really getting that separation of the meat? Are they taking the time to do that? Yeah. And that's the toughest part because like I used to work at a restaurant where we sold expen- We were a steakhouse, expensive food, right? So I never went to eat there on my own. Had the employee discount, very nice. Um, they were. I was in the front handling a crab and. Uh, they told me, hey, break one knuckle of the crab, which is snow crab, very expensive. You're going to do that. And without realizing it, they made me grab a container of this other crab. And I slowly realized we just mixed imitation crab with real crab. Mm-hmm. And the moment we did that, I said, wow, this is this is before I started watching all these Gordon Ramsay shows. I was like, that's Fucked up. Yeah. We make these guys pay thirty, forty dollars for this shit, and we're giving them imitation stuff. And I didn't realize what it really was until I told my brother about it, my little brother of anything. And I told him, "Hey, man, you gonna get crab here?" He's like, "Yeah." I was like, "You know, they like mix it with other crab." And he was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> and he was telling me that's fucked up because you're mixing the real shit with the fake shit. And I was like, "Oh." This goes this goes way back to the old school diners where they came up and they were gonna fill your coffee like that's decaf right oh yeah yeah that's decaf for sure yeah, yeah. <laughs> <That's the same. laughs> so, yeah, yeah. so when I see things like that you know the the little shady part of me is like yeah get them but then like the decent part of me is like damn dude that's kind of messed up like I'm just yeah. like you guys are you guys are expecting real crab you're paying full price and I'm just getting a Walmart imitation crab dropping in I'm like oh I feel bad this is a customer I'm like what the fuck are you doing right now. Uh, well, we do, you know, we do a lot of our own cooking at home. Well, I'm sure you wouldn't call it cooking, fucking dick. I don't know what would you call it. Uh, surviving. 
<laughs> so, uh, so yeah, I mean, there, there's, I mean, there, like I said, there's restaurants out there that that are all about, you know, vegan eating or vegetarian mm. eating and stuff like that, and it's it's becoming just easier and easier to find places where you wanted to say more popular, huh? Whatever. <laughs> I say what I say, right? I say what I say. <laughs> oh. Now, one day we'll have to do the Impossible Burger. Just go it is and talk I about you, it. Man, you won't the 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 one and I, I, I hate plugging places like that or whatever. But there's another another uh, fast food restaurant that rhymes with Schmarl's Hoonier. Mm-hmm. No, nothing. Anyway, nothing. They, they have another Impossible type. I don't know if they use the Impossible Burger. If they use the other the other uh, popular brand, which is Impossible, and I don't know. Whatever. But <laughs> there's two big brands that do those patties. Mm. Uh, I've, I've, I was told recently by somebody who's also into eating clean asshole, uh, <laughs> that you want to look into which one of those two major brands that you buy because one of them does use a lot more shit that they throw into it and the other one it's more natural you know? mm. so I haven't I haven't looked into it just yet but then again I haven't bought any of those patties so I'm not sure right, right. just yet but, uh, but yeah yeah one day we'll do the impossible burger we'll review it and see what's up I already know it's great but we'll I already know your bias. But anyways, it's going to be a good episode, guys. Episode three. There you go. Have fun. Yeah, man. We'll see you guys next week. There you go. And we're closing out.